0: and finding new ones along the way. Hey there, Habit Thrivers. Welcome to episode number 25 of your Habit Thrive Podcast. In today's episode, we continue on the theme of our habit of stress. The title of today's episode is, Can Yoga Help? Before we dive in though, a huge big virtual hug for listening, for your reviews and for your questions and your suggestions. And on that note, I had one listener suggest that because I'm doing theme months, it would be helpful to do a little bit of a recap of past episodes, just enough to frame the current episode. Now, each episode absolutely stands on its own, but connected and together with other episodes, it is stronger. Just like us, stronger together. As we move into our topic for this week, can yoga help? It builds on the first episode where we talked about how we have, and I'm going to say potentially, a habit of stress. So we have a cue, we have a routine, and we have a reward. And this is a loop or a habit loop that is described by Charles Duhigg in The Power of Habit and it is just really really interesting to follow and to apply to different situations. So how we talked about it was the cue of our stress habit could be when we first open our eyes in the morning sometimes we just go to stressful thoughts thinking about what might come up for the day and this is again a protective mechanism by our brain and then I'm gonna say it starts to become a habit it could be as we're falling asleep at night it could be when we were getting together with a certain person uh, or a group of people and we just start to go down that road of stressful or negative thoughts So we recognize that. Now, what happens in terms of the reward of this is that it just feels familiar. It feels very comfortable. And sometimes in this negativity, we actually connect and bond. It's just interesting when we are looking at changing these patterns that we examine them and say, okay, cue routine reward. I can have a look at that and I can manage that. So in the second episode in December, which was last Saturday, I had the opportunity to interview Nikki Ganjemi and it was a wonderful interview. I so enjoy talking to Nikki about her CALM method. C-A-L-M. And what I loved about this method, again, is that it's easy to remember the word CALM. As soon as you say it, it starts to bring you into that feeling. So how it relates to the habit of stress is that if we look at the calm method as being a behavior or a routine in our habit of stress, what could happen is that when we recognize these cues, whether it's a time cue in the morning or in the evening or in certain situations, then we can turn to a method and we can turn to the calm method to challenge some of the thoughts that are creating the feelings um, that are bringing us into these uh, i'm going to say this stress loop so the reward actually for this as you use the calm method i'm going to say that my reward is that First of all, I'm just pleased that I have a method to follow and that when I use it, it's just a big, I'm going to say a big pat on my back. That is the reward. And of course, very often the reward is that I feel better. I feel calmer. I feel more in control and it puts this stressful situation in perspective and that is not always what it is all about but very often it is our perspective on the circumstance or on the situation so building on these two episodes we're moving into today and i'm going to approach this um, for sure as a yoga teacher (laughs) because i am a yoga teacher and meditation teacher and i love to use yoga i'm going to say similar to the calm method the calm method and actually has yoga in it in terms of bringing our attention to our breath and i'm going to look at yoga as being a tool or a routine or behavior same thing We have a cue, a certain time of the day or a certain situation. We have a routine that we turn to or a behavior. And I'm going to suggest yoga and the reward. Again, that sense of feeling like we have some control, that we are um, taking this situation into our own hands. And very often, I'm going to say again, feeling better. So, if we look at yoga as being a tool to help us manage stress, I'm going to come at it from a perspective of the philosophy of yoga. And right back to the beginning of my, of my certification. This is what I have always appreciated, and what drew me to my certification at the Esther Myers Yoga Studio in um, Toronto, Ontario is the all-encompassing approach to yoga so esther myers was very much focused on the breath practice or the pranayama along with the physical postures or the um, asanas and the third part and this is how actually was introduced to me through a guest speaker coming to the esther myers yoga studio during my certification was looking at the three aspects of yoga. So I don't want to confuse this with the eight limbs, that's going to be another episode, but the three components of yoga being the physical asanas, the breath practice or the pranayama and the meditation. Now, as all of those come together and through the writing, the yoga sutras, ancient writings, And philosophy of yoga the purpose of yoga being to quiet the chattering mind with the goal of quieting the chattering mind to reduce our suffering and it was thought and proposed and examined thousands of years ago that our thoughts were the cause of our suffering and guess what they still are today but I'm hopeful I'm really hopeful because I think we have more tools and we can make that connection between our situation to our thoughts to our feelings and be able to use these tools to change our state, change our perspective, change the outcome. So some of you may also think of the purpose of yoga as connecting body, mind and spirit. And I do as well, so from that perspective, and um, again, thinking back to the early years, the other explanation or I'm going to say um, kind of picture that was brought to me by this by this wonderful teacher and how he connected the physical postures to the breath practice to the meditation. Was that the physical postures were to enable the yogi to sit in meditation to contemplate to manage these thoughts for a period of time and so to be able to sit with a straight spine for a long time that took um, flexible hips uh, strong core, actually. Um, so all of that coming together to have a, not a rigid spine, but a, a strong spine and a flexible body, again, to be able to have that flow of prana, right? So here we come to the, the pranayama or the breath practice. So you have uh, nice, clear channels to be able to have that flow And then coming to the mind practice and they all complement each other they all work together they all support each other and when that picture was presented to me it was just like oh I so get it I see how this all comes together so that relationship again to to stress, that relationship to the tools that we have, again becomes more apparent. So unfortunately though, I'm going to say the focus of yoga sometimes, especially in the West, is more on the physical postures. And I have to admit that my first introduction to yoga in my 20s was actually from a physical posture aspect and it was to fix my back pain and I was running I was competing in track and field and I am thinking my one of my first yoga videos was Ali McGraw amazing I loved 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 this yoga video and it helped my back pain and it wasn't actually until I started to after that that was my entry point and that is our entry point actually and there's nothing wrong with that for many of us into yoga is through the physical postures through the movement and then i started to learn more about the breath practices and more about the philosophy and when i applied to do my yoga certification and i was asked that question i think i mentioned this in another episode that why do i want to be a yoga teacher and it was to be a more patient mom And so that connection between breath that connection between managing our our thoughts and our situations and the physical uh, postures and how it all came together again I was um, so excited to be able to dig into this more well more deeply so when you think about perhaps how stress manifests itself in your body, in your life, as you start to examine the cues, the times, and again, it can be acute stress, it can be um, something that has happened in the moment that's happened in the last couple of weeks, it can be something that's that's happening right now within the holiday season. Okay, so how we use yoga it can be chronic stress related to work situations and related to pain in our body yoga though has the potential to help the physical postures the the um, the movement helps us not only does it actually distract us from our from sometimes our thoughts it gets us up and moving and it stops us from spinning But when we are doing our physical postures and we are combining it with breath, and I think very much of sun salutations and any cat poses, anything where there is movement, now you're going to find sometimes it is stillness. You come into a yoga posture, it's restorative yoga, and you just sit in it and melt into it and release into it and you notice. How does it change the body's response to stress? Sometimes it's movement. You want to move through um, upward dog and downward dog and cat pose. And so you just start to notice. Sometimes you don't you don't even know until you just start to move. And it's not impossible to do your yoga postures without breathing because when we are new to something we tend to hold our breath and the breath is actually and I've heard this from my students for years and years the breath is actually very often more difficult than the postures and so I'll say just move that is your entry point and then very often if stress manifests itself in your body as tightness in the jaw, as tightness around the neck and the shoulders and into the into the low back and into the hips, movement is going to help. Because stress can sit in the body, in the tissues, in the muscles. Now the breath, if we simply Even sit. We're in in a situation, for example, that we perhaps are. It it doesn't make sense to start to move. We're standing in line somewhere. We're uh, we're at a Christmas event or party or event. We bring our attention to our breath, and we just feel the exhalation lengthen. We feel the inhalation again, as we have done for most of these episodes at the end right we feel the lightness and the softness of the inhalation and we let the exhalation lengthen and what that does is it stimulates the vagus nerve that runs from the brain to the belly within a few breaths it brings us into that relaxation response it shifts us from our sympathetic nervous system into our parasympathetic nervous system into the rest and digest and so after a few breaths we're feeling more relaxed feeling more control or in control and feeling better and so we have the physical postures we have the pranayama that we can separate we can do those on their own or they can come together and through meditation again that can happen with the physical postures with the breath so at the end of a practice or at the beginning or again like pranayama and like the physical postures meditation can be on its own and it gives us that chance to explore our thoughts to manage our thoughts i like to say to dance with our thoughts so now often i will also say in mindfulness meditation that we realize that moment when our attention has left our breath and our thoughts have gone on to that hamster wheel and they're spinning and they're they've got their own kind of momentum around and around and around and what happens during meditation is that when we notice our thoughts and i'm going to say another image sometimes is a monkey swinging from branch to branch and there go our thoughts and in mindfulness meditation we realize that, we notice when that happens, and then we simply bring our attention back to our breath. Now, I said simply, <laughs> because you may have to do that over the course of a, even a 10 to 15 minute meditation, you may have to drag your attention back to your breath a hundred times. And that is your meditation. So, again, as we come back to the topic today of can meditation help in terms of stress, I would love you to think about the three components of yoga, being the physical postures, the breath and the meditation, and how they can all come together or you can play with them separately and just explore and be open to what arises. So I am going to leave you with one of my favorite quotes. And again, this comes from the Yoga Sutras and it is the Yoga Sutra of Pantanjali. In daily life, we see people around us who are happier than we are, people who are less happy. Some may be doing praiseworthy things, and others causing problems. Whatever may be our usual attitude towards such people and their actions, if we can be pleased with others who are happier than ourselves, compassionate towards those who are unhappy, joyful with those doing praiseworthy things, and remain undisturbed by the errors of others our mind will be tranquil again from the Yoga Sutra of Patanjali I have this up on my wall above my desk It is one of my favorite quotes. And again, it is a translation. If you search this up on the internet, there are various translations of this particular Yoga Sutra. And I would say to choose the one that speaks to you. This is the one that speaks to me. And I'll put it in the show notes as well. And again, I'm just going to repeat the last part. So, whatever may be our usual attitude towards such people and their actions, if we can be pleased for others who are happier than ourselves, compassionate towards those who are unhappy, joyful with those doing praiseworthy things, and remain undisturbed by the errors of others, our mind will be very tranquil. I'm going to leave you with that. Just let that settle in. Come back to your breath. Inhale softly. Exhale long. And I'm sending you a big virtual hug for this week. If you love this episode, I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together. So come on over to my Facebook group, Women's Wellness Community for Women Wanting to Rock Their Me Now Years, or let's connect over on Instagram at HabitGuru365 and make the Habit Guru podcast your healthy new habit.